Hey, Fantasy Football Factory listeners, you can find every episode of Fantasy Football Factory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Today in the Fantasy Football Factory, we will be going over a recap of our Fantasy Football Draft. We'll be going through the best pick, worst pick, and sleepers from our teams. Then we're going to snake draft the next football player to be implicated on the No Jumper podcast. We'll be hitting questions from the Fantasy Football Factory, Factory Ease. And we're going to have some advice for week one. And finally, we'll be snake drafting reasons not to go to school that we used to give our moms when we were kids. But first, I want to talk to you about CBS All Access. Sundays this fall on CBS All Access, the NFL on CBS returns. Stream your local games live on CBS All Access. Be there from week one all the way to the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl 55 the NFL on CBS is back. Watch it live on CBS All Access. Visit cbs.com slash NFL to start your free trial. It's, the best part about this is it lets you watch your local game online. Like it's not blacked out. By far the best part of it. It's as, huge. as somebody who is living in not their actual city, uh, it's, it's a life-changing thing. You need to be able to watch your games. You need to be able to watch your fantasy team. You need to be able to track it all. And you could do that. On CBS All Access. Nick, do you want to tell Aria to hit the music? Aria? Uh, no, I'm good. You tell him. No, nah, I don't think... Hank, could you get this one? Aria, you you tell yourself. Yeah, you do it on your own time. Do it at your own discretion. Aria, hit the music. Welcome to our podcast dedicated to fantasy. We're making football content right here in our factory. With Henry and Rome and Nick Terraney and 15 other bloggers from our company. Strategy, stats, and laughs galore. We'll give you all the info that you need to score. Points. Fantasy football points. Uh, it's the Fantasy Football Factory. We're back. I'm Rome. I'm here with Hank, uh, Mr. Haneasy, and. Uh, Nick Too Rainy. Oh, you did it. Have you guys named your fantasy teams yet? I'm 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 trying to think of one right now. I'm torn between two. What? Either uh Nick Central, which is the the podcast, the gambling <laughs> podcast I host, or I was thinking the, <laughs> I was thinking the irreplaceables. <laughs> um, Fuck. We must not know about you. You're irreplaceable? What that sounds different. Obviously an homage <laughs> to Beyonce, right? Well, yeah, my team's built different, much like Beyonce. <laughs> um 
Yeah. Those are both really good names. Uh, I think, man, Nick Central is hard to – why can't it just be Nick Central, colon, the Irreplaceables? It's not like the sequel to a film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of could be. This this is your first year. Who's, who's the uh, spot did you wind up taking? Did you have to, like, kick out a league to, or a team in the league to uh, replace yourself? Uh, Jeff D. Lowe acted as Ref D. Lowe, and he did all of <laughs> all the rules there. I don't know who he booted out. Good. Yeah. Fuck him, whoever it is. Hank, what are you about to name your team? I have no idea. That's what I was trying to think. I'm not as, as quick-witted as uh, Nikolai over here. I'll take the Irreplaceables. Uh, yeah, why don't you be the Irreplaceables? Anyone could be the Irreplaceables. All right. All right, the Irreplaceables. Ir- irreplaceables, oh, no. colon. All right, I got it. So that way, it's I, I can say you know it's original, and I didn't take this idea from from Nick. It's going to be the irreplaceables, but spelled eerie. Oh, oh like Erie, Pennsylvania. Like irreplaceables, like you want to want to play something there because it's eerie. You didn't want to be the Hank Hank Baskets or, oh, or he, the like uh, Hank Basket like to sleep with Turanis. No, I thought. Oh, he did. <laughs> not you. Not your. You know how hard Straight it was in that. school having a last name that se- rhymed, sounded like that? Yeah, I bet I bet it was tough. My first name luckily doesn't rhyme with anything. <laughs> um, so you couldn't make anything to bully. Dick <laughs> Oh, God. I, in case people couldn't be led to water on that one, then I, <laughs> I had to beat them over the head with it, with the subtle nuances. Um, I feel like you can't change your team name because you're coming off of like, I In my uh, experience with like my friends from home and stuff, if I ever win the championship, I never I keep that team going until I lose one. It was the it was like Roan FC though. It was something so unimaginative that it was like offensive to people who try. Um, but I guess I got to just run it back one more year. Um, but I feel good about it. I feel good about the chances of, of running it back. I like my draft. Uh, we had our draft just yesterday, or I guess two days, two days ago, ago. ago. Now that you guys are listening to it, and there were little twists. We uh, mentioned it on the last episode, but. The way that we selected the order of the draft was by having everybody order a pizza from a random pizza place, and whichever pizza got here first was the first overall pick in the draft. And just as we suspected, there was a ton of drama involved with that. And uh, who better to be at the center of all that drama than Smitty? Yeah, I think I think the funniest, uh, the, it first started where Jeff D. Lowe gave everyone the numbers and was like, okay, ready, set, go. And I think probably half the people, myself included, called the number that was given to them and uh like a sign of the times they were just like we don't do uh delivery over the phone you have to do it on an app or whatever so that was like a quick you know that stopped a lot of people in their tracks people had to audible figure it out and then smitty who i don't i I, it's hard to like i'd love to do like a brain examination of how he processes these things because he immediately and honestly it's one of those things where it's like if this was uh like chopped like I've been watching a lot of Chopped lately, and what he did was really smart. Like he was really uh, inventive and creative, and right. what he did, he just blatantly disregarded all of the rules, and then tried to make up that he followed the rules. But I think immediately when the time started, he ran around, somehow found—I don't know how he found it. Spider had gone and gotten a pizza box with his lunch. Deputy Commissioner Spider, and he threw it away. Smitty ran around the office, located that box in the trash can. And then ran. Did he go across the street or go to Seven Eleven? I don't think we ever figured it out. He ran somewhere close by that sells pizza, bought eight slices, put them in the pizza box, and then I, I don't know if he paid someone to deliver them to him because he was saying that the, like he got it delivered even though he clearly didn't. Uh, so he got his first, and everyone was like, "There's no way this is not real. This is Spider's box." Yada yada yada. 
He was adamant in his defense that he followed the rules to the point where I thought he was going to physically strike Jeff D. Lowe or Spider or Aria, anyone that was really in his way. Like, Aria's in his face with the camera. At one point, I was talking to him, and he, and he, he like, he took a step. You know, you know when when things got heated, you? He, he took a. He, it wasn't at me, but I was standing next to it. I think it was at Jeff D. Lowe, and he was like, and Jeff didn't flinch. No, he's like, I, he he threatened to, to walk out on the whole league. Uh, he said, "I'm innocent." You know, this if if I get proven like wrong or, or you move my spot, like I'm just going to walk out on this whole thing, even after the fact that it was proven that he did not actually get this pizza delivered. And a testament to the competition committee, who is uh, Spider. Uh, Jeff D. Lowe and KB, but KB went out and got a pizza from the place that he was purported to have gotten the pizza from. He held up the pizza. They were two distinctly different pies. You could only uh, come to one conclusion. But at the same time, I mean, this is what we were asking for, right? By yeah. having like a pizza guys come, like we were asking for the chaos. We can't act like we didn't want the chaos, but also. We wanted Jeff D. Lowe to be the guy who was in charge, and he did a great job of being in charge of the entire draft. It, the whole video is on our YouTube uh, YouTube page, Barcel Betts YouTube page. Uh, it reminded me of like old, you know, pre-COVID stool scenes when like drama really just it it just popped off. It was like a full on like you know behind the scenes of Maori or whatever. Like it was just people were screaming, running around, like no one knew what which way was up, and it was you're it was in a different room. Chaos. You just hear people screaming through the hallways, and then obviously you pop out, and Smitty was at the center of it. It's just the role he was born to play. This Beautiful. is kind of your first experience it, 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 in It was in this my world. first experience, but it was a bit serendipitous for me because the pizza place I was assigned may be my new favorite pizza. Oh, so you just got a good pizza. Huh? I got a good pie. <laughs> the bottom of the crust was bumpy, like after you shave your pubes with a one-blade razor. Um, and it was it was fantastic. The pizza was great. Maybe those are skin tags. Have you ever thought that those are just skin tags? And I have all of... sorts of things going on. <laughs> it's like the surface of Mars down there. It's like Braille. <laughs> yeah, you just feel around. Maybe it spells something out. Maybe that's just like aliens talking to you through your, your pubic bumps. But uh, you wound up with a good pick, Nick. You I wound did. up with a third pick in the draft, and you kind of uh, you went wonky off the rip. You know, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. If you're going chalk, I would have had uh, who Saquon, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel probably. Elliott. It's full point PPR. Let's party. Uh, Michael Thomas. <laughs> I figured it would start maybe a run. Just be like, damn, Nick must know something. He does start have a fantasy podcast. <sighs> he must know something. He must. Um, I thought it would start a run of wide receivers. Uh, I was the third pick, and not a single wide receiver was taken in the first round besides me. And I felt like a buffoon. Yeah, you started a run of 10 straight, or there were 10 straight running backs right after your receiver pick. Yeah, there were, yes, there were 11 taken uh, in the first round. Right, or yeah, maybe nine after your pick. And Regardless, you, you just started to run in the like, complete opposite direction yeah. of you. Uh, you know, when people group think of everyone being like, we disagree with that guy. While, while you guys are zigging, you can catch me over here doing what? Zigging? Zagging. Oh, I'll zagging. Be zagging. zagging. Okay. I'd, be, I'd be zagging. I did respect the fact that you followed it up instead of like getting the anxiety like, oh, that was a bad pick. I got to, you know, fix my mistake. You just doubled down in the second round and drafted another wide receiver. I'm Kenny not going to reach because. Why would I reach in the second round for a fourth-round running back? Uh, I did panic in the third round, but uh, I wasn't going to reach and take somebody. There were so many running backs taken, so I just took uh, Kenny Galladay at the end of the second. And that's been your guy. You've been a Galladay guy. You've been a, a Galladider. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what that's what they call us. Um, I, I, ended up with, I ended up with four Detroit Lions, which is probably an awful sign. 
do you believe in the Detroit Lions? I saw a report yesterday that uh, DeAndre Swift was like sharing the fourth string on the Lions. Like he's like Tyler Johnson's their third string, Adrian Peterson's second string, Carry on Johnson, who I think Hank got in like one of the last rounds, is their first string. You always have to believe the draft capital. They spent a lot on him. Adrian Peterson's thirty five. Carry on Johnson can't stay healthy. His time will come, and I don't plan on starting him until mid year. I think it'll pay off. Yeah, I think that sometimes, yeah, you draft a rookie and just hope that something good eventually will happen. But also, what the fuck does anyone know anyway? Yeah. Like, we asked after the draft online, like, who do you think has the had the best draft? And there were people ma- who made the case for literally every single team. Mm-hmm. And multiple people made the case that every single team had the best draft. So, I mean, it's before the season. It's an absolute crapshoot. What the fuck do we know? I will say, though, that the uh, the Yahoo grading technology had some interesting stuff to say about the the, sub, the people in this room, the, us, us uh, three guys, our drafts. So there, this is a 12-man league. and Wait, let's, let's, let's first talk about the the, uh, the draft analysis that matters, which would be from our own in-house expert, Stephen Shea. Oh, he gave us draft grades? Oh, yeah. Everybody? I'll read it off. All right. No, he... Uh, he tweeted. He replied to the tweet, uh, Fantasy Football Factory, FFF Pod on Twitter. Uh-huh. He replied to the picture of the full draft from everyone. He said, Nick Tyranny, Smitty Barstool, <laughs> and cool. Hennies have good teams, but Fran and Kate have firepower with both Chris McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson to go with wide receivers Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Hollywood Brown, Pair with Jackson for two times points. They are my pick to win the league. Um, I don't know why. Why did, why did he say you get two times points? I understand that you'll get both of them will get points for, but you won't get two. Times Every time uh, Hollywood Brown catches it, that's points for Lamar as well. I understand. Yeah, I understand. So but, uh, you know, yeah. It's not so two times. Every points. time the Lions make a play. Every snap, I will get a point or lose a point. You should be more worried that Stephen Che likes your team. I hated that. I hated seeing that. <laughs> it's the worst and thing he, that could he happen. He already cursed uh, Fran's team, Fran's and Kate's, because uh, Mike Evans got hurt today. Oh, he did? Did he? Yeah, his thigh is all... Oh, uh, yeah, and his uh, and that's what he was hurt with last year, right? Yeah. Fuck, I drafted in my other... So I had... My only other note about drafting in general is I had the... I was doing simultaneous drafts, which is never smart because I was missing picks. Uh, basically two drafts at once because I, I I thought our draft was starting at 6.30. I didn't realize it was the pizza madness that was starting at 6.30. So mm. I had another draft at 7.30. Basically both drafts started at the exact same time, which was not ideal. Uh, but in both drafts, I had the fifth pick and the sixth pick, which is basically nothing but just like pure anxiety and second-guessing yourself. It's by far the worst position to have. Every time you, 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 you're wondering if you should reach, like should I reach for a player because I don't think he's going to be there on the way back. Or you're like, he's going to be there on the way back, but then so many, like 10 more picks get made and you don't get him. Uh, just wanted to throw it out there. It's, and I don't think it's up for debate, but fifth pick, worst worst pick in the draft. You really think so? I think that this was almost like a five-player deep draft. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that a, a lot of the consensus, I mean, Nick obviously threw the, the wrench in there, but a lot of the consensus was that it was McCaffrey, Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara were the top five people, top five backs in the draft. And maybe top five people. Mm-hmm. So you kind of could have been in a good spot with that fifth pick, but you went with Dalvin Cook over Alvin Kamara. Heck. I did. I mean, there's been the trade rumors. I also, I mean, obviously Dalvin Cook has history with injuries, but I just feel like uh, I went with size there. Like, I feel like Alvin Kamara is, is a shorter back, which to me, you know, I'm just I'm just like kind of a, an eyeball guy. He's shorter. He's not as strong, not as jacked. 
so he's got more of a chance for you injury. You like jacked, fucking tall, statuesque backs. Yes, yeah, this, is, like this is football. Big, handsome back. Well, Derrick Henry, Derek Henry, Adrian he, Peterson. Yes. And Henry ended up going where? To me, because I also like a big, statuesque, handsome-ass man. Um, I just I want a, a, a tall back. I liked my draft, but uh, as we were saying earlier, Yahoo did not like my draft. Yahoo didn't like my draft. They didn't like your draft, Hank, and they didn't like your draft, Nick. You what word do you want to? You want to go through one through ten from the top, or one through twelve? I don't know what. What were the other people in? The, or do you just know our? Us we have three? the us three had the lowest three grades. Like we could at least start with that. Of everybody in the office, uh, the three people who have taken it upon themselves to try and talk about fantasy football have the lowest grades and are the biggest fucking idiots, according to Yahoo. That is true. Uh, you guys still have a C, though. That means an average team. I didn't know they gave out anything lower than C. I've been playing on Yahoo for like eight years. Uh, I have a D. <laughs> that's uh, not a passing grade. Yeah, that's bad. You would not be eligible for sports. That's right. Um, so, yeah, these don't even get degrees, dude. Fucking these. What? What did these get? These get nothing. That's uh That's tough. But I mean, maybe like, I don't know. Are you happy with what you did, Nick? Are you like? Are you pissed? I have the third pick, and. The only player that I would have to take is Christian McCaffrey. I wanted Michael Thomas. He wasn't coming back to me. This is a full-point PPR. I think the value skewed. He's a target machine. I don't know who else they're going to be throwing it to on that team. Alvin Kamara. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, his 40-year-old ass. So, uh, you know, I got my guy, and I'm content with it. And I, got a, I made my bed, and uh, the next step is sleep in said bed. Yes, you're going to have to. Um, who was the best? Who was graded best in the league by uh, the program? That's White Sox Dave. Chicago got the best. Uh, they mm-hmm. had the best draft. Mm-hmm. Chicago's second running back is uh, David Montgomery. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what shocked me. Yeah, also, what? speaking of Chicago, they had uh, one of the Jeff D. Lowe's stipulations of the draft was there was Mondo picks, uh, where just if you, certain players, if you drafted them, you had to take a shot of Malort. Uh, so I had my first shot of Malort. The Chicago guys were pretty much anytime anyone was like, "Hey, uh, like anyone, like I had to do a shot of Malort." And White Sox Dave just piped in, "Is like, I'll do one too." I saw him do it like three or four times. So they were just pounding Malort. They were, uh, and it's a Chicago liquor, right? It it's is. Like the, it's they, like that's, a staple. It's yeah, they're, it's a, their indigenous water. It just fucking uh, overflows from Lake Michigan. They could just go to town on Malort whenever they want. But I think that not only were they. I think that they cheated on one one part of the draft. I think that uh, White Sox Dave and Carl cheated when it came to our seventh round, which was picking the most popular, whoever would do the best on Instagram during the week. I had my laptop open, and we had gone over this on the Fantasy Football Factory podcast. I had Snoop Dogg as my number one pick, and they took Snoop Dogg right out from under my nose. How did they think of Snoop Dogg? I wonder if it was because it was right up on my laptop, and they were sitting behind me in two stools looking over my shoulders like hawks. An ultimate vantage point, they had a lofty roost, and uh, they nabbed him. There is no question. But uh, the pick before Snoop Dogg uh, was Hank, who took Kurt Cobain, a notoriously dead man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe one of the most dead people of all time. Yeah, so for people who don't know, the competition is which 90s artist is going to have the most Instagram posts this week. And everybody else was picking, like, living guys. And Hank just went out on a limb and took the the only dead man. So this might have been the Malort talking, uh, but one of the <laughs> other stipulations of the draft was KB was there at the competition committee. Uh, KB, Spider were all there. 
doing their jobs, and KB was they're giving away points for jokes. And you know, as a bit of a class clown myself, I may or may not have been too focused on getting a laugh than I should have been getting the best possible person. I Googled, I was like, who's a 90s artist? Kurt Cobain, does he have an Instagram? Once I saw that he did, I knew that that would bring the house down once I drafted him. Right. And I didn't even concern myself with the frequency of his posts, which is not often because he is dead. Did you... Uh, but he does have a million followers on Instagram. He has a million followers? Yeah. People is he verified? Yep. It's it. Okay. That's very weird. So it's his estate. Um are you Who, trying to reach out to either the the estate or do you have a Ouija board of some sorts? To, Maybe I'll comment on his most. Oh, you can't even comment. No comments allowed. It's locked. June 16th. Yeah, like I'm fucked. Yeah. February 20th was the one before that. There's a huge difference. Fuck. It's like minus one for having no posts for the week and 10 points for the people who are going to have the most posts, which is going to be Chicago. Well, do Snoop you know Dogg. how many times Snoop Dogg posted as soon as Jeff started tracking in the first hour? How many times? Eight times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How does he have any followers? That's That clutters the feed. No, but it's just, uh, I mean, the algorithm gets you right, but he, he's just posting everything you need to know. Like, you don't need to go anywhere else on Instagram because Snoop Dogg is going to post everything that's relevant to your life, his life, everything. It's going to be a very interesting week. And next week we have, uh, Jeff already announced that we have weather people. Uh, so it's going to be a draft of the weather people that are closest to the highs and lows of that week. So it's something that we're going to have to be uh, – we're gonna have to. I don't know. How do you research that? Like, I was trying to think of like. I went to I went to st- school with uh, the local weatherman's daughter. If he's still in the game, I'm going with him. Yeah, just whatever guy. But what if he sucks? Like, you, what if your loyalty fucks you? You don't go by weatherman. You go by region with the most mild, predictable weather. That's fucking smart. Thank the you. least variation. It's fall though. You got to go to a desert town. And you just but Colorado. <laughs> that's my favorite desert town. I was it was <laughs> the like, state of Colorado. It was like, it was like 99 <laughs> degrees in Colorado last week, and it was like it was snowing. Today. That's the Kurt Cobain of desert <laughs> towns. <laughs> See, that's my that's my problem. I, 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 Wait, did you get extra points for that for that or anything else? Like, did you come out of the draft with extra points? I I, I, I don't know if, if if KB just wasn't listening there. I did battle. I was in a seesaw battle. Uh, you lost a point at one point. I lost multiple points. I gained multiple points. I came out of the war uh, plus one. Plus one. I and Tommy, it- who my opponent, uh, one of the worst joke makers around, ended at <laughs> negative four. So I have a five joke makers. I have a five point uh, advantage going into week one. Just because Tommy's unfunny. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's, that's huge. huge. If only you could – Tommy's like the Miami Dolphins last year. Like you just want to have Tommy on your schedule every week, just being unfunny, ca- costing his team points, just fucking himself over every week, every single time. Um, let's go through – I don't want to go through every pick that we had or every pick everybody had in every draft, but let's the three of us go through and say who we thought our best pick was, who we thought our worst pick was, and who's a sleeper? Who do we get in the late rounds that we think might do well for us um, Nick, why don't you start us off? Who was your best pick? My best pick? Um, so it's a snake draft with 12 people. Uh, coming back towards me, I was at the tail end of the fourth. I was happy with uh, Robert Woods, old Bobby Trees. What do you like about Bob Trees? Uh, Cooper Cup is uh, injury prone. Uh-huh. No more uh, Brandon Cooks. Right. Uh, air it out offense. No more Todd Gurley. I think he is going to be a target machine. 
What about the boy Van Jefferson, though? Uh, not too worried about the Rook. You're not? Nah. You're not worried about Van? I mean, think uh, that, uh, A McVay offense is a lot to absorb, and so I don't know if he'll uh, be doing anything but uh, go routes. I read this week that there are uh, both of the Rams' starting wide receivers are on the all-single-name team, uh, like Robert Woods, or, or a full-sentence team, for example. Uh, Robert Woods. Or Brandon Cooks was on the, oh, on the yeah. team last year, a full name. Uh, Cooper Cups might be on one. He's just Cup. In any case, uh, uh, beautiful names that they have out there in Los Angeles. Uh, who's your worst pick in the draft? So uh, everybody went running back heavy in the first two rounds. I went wide receiver, wide receiver. I was getting nervous in the third round. Uh, I didn't know who to take. I had to reach a little bit or else my running back one would have been like Devin Singletary, who is on my team. Right. Um, so I took James Conner in the third. Coming off of an injury, uh, the Steelers' offensive line is good. Ben's back, so they could put it back together. Um, I think they'll be good. Um, I feel like they're the team everyone's talking about this year. Like they're going to win the Super Bowl. What do you mean? Like you... the Steelers are like the perennial like dark horse team that all the analysts are like, Watch out for the Steelers. I think they have the best defense in the NFL, and so that helps. Um, the Steelers? You believe in yeah. the Steelers that much? I mean, I, but I don't believe. In, I don't think James Conner. I, I have it's their more, defense. So I think it's good. more opportunity for James Conner than talent. I don't think he's that good, and that's coming from a Steelers fan. I think Mike Tomlin said this week that he's going to be their quote unquote bell cow. There's not many bell cows left. Back uh, backing him up is Benny Snell, who I think is worse. So yeah, there's no competition really for his job. Um, is there anybody deep down there that you like? Didn't you get a couple? You got a bunch of Penn State dudes, too. Yeah, and that wasn't even intentional. But I, I like uh, Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki, a Penn State guy. Yeah, I, he's a, I think he's going to be a target machine. Um, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are both already banged up. Uh, so I think uh, the way he's – they're going to run him in the slot. They're gonna, he's going to be on the field all the time in this aired-out offense. Yeah, Gasicki. I mean, a, I feel like a Polish tight end just makes sense. Like it just, it, it just, there he just always has to be one. That he was born to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. there has it's to like be one. It's like a Stark in Winterfell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a must. Hank, who do you like of the people that you draft? What's your favorite pick that you had? My favorite pick uh, would have to be AJ Green of Rock and Refuel fame sponsorship. Uh, I got him in the sixth round, so I got him late. He, you know, former number one wide receiver, put up big numbers back in the day. I'm um, big Joe Burrow fan. I think people think the Bengals are going to be terrible, and, and they're not really thinking about the Bengals because they're the Bengals. But Joe Burrow knows how to air it out. A.J. Green, uh, I just before the show, I was doing some research, and I just typed in A.J. Green, Joe Burrow, and here's a quote today. Uh, he's a, I don't know where that just went. It, it was just It was just here. I love a quote. Was it something along the lines of, we have nothing to fear but fear itself? He's always there when you need him to be. Joe Burrow talking about A.J. Green. And usually quarterbacks talk bad about their wide receivers, so <laughs> you're right. That's good to see. Uh, he's so just I, a trusty friend. He's like Tonto. I think if he doesn't get injured, I think that's going to be a pick. Because I'm just looking at some of the uh, uh, wide receivers that got taken before him, and that's where I kind of see the value. Like Terry McLaurin, I think mm-hmm. I think he could put up better numbers than him. What? Terry McLaurin? I love Terry McLaurin as a pick. I think, do you like Dwayne Haskins throwing him the ball? But who? But there's on the uh, Bengals, for example. On the Bengals, for example, they Adam have Thielen. multiple wide receivers who could get a lot of targets. I think that there's a chance that. Uh, I, I think that there's a chance that A.J. Brown isn't even their top targeted w- receiver. I could see Tyler Boyd getting more targets than him. Meanwhile, I think uh, Terry McLaurin is going to get all of their fucking targets in uh, 
in Washington at least. Yeah, but, I, wor- I worry about the Bengals. I don't know if their offense is like a Tampa Bay or uh, you know an Atlanta Falcons where they could support two startable wide receivers. But Hank, you did a crazy move. I've never seen this before. You had three initial wide receivers in a row. You got mm. DK, DJ, and AJ in three consecutive rounds. Unprecedented. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's actually fucking insane. Uh, but yeah, for my worst pick. Uh, would definitely be the person above A.J. Green, D.J. Chark. Uh, we talked about it earlier with my uh, addiction to jokes over uh, logical thinking. Right. Uh, I think I think I D.K. Metcalf was a, a Malort shot, so I think after that my brain was a little fuzzy and I was just, you know, I was feeling the buzz a little bit. And, and so I Chark. went for D.J. Chark because on my uh, draft card I wrote D.J. Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do. Hilarious. D.J. Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do. Got a point from it, mm-hmm. but I think in the long term, that one point is not going to make up for the points I lost if I took a better pick because yeah. the Jaguars are going to be absolutely terrible. I think absolutely he will be terrible. a top five fantasy wide receiver. Wow. I think it's your trade best for, pick. Trade wow. for him then. Let's trade for him right now. Trade for him then. Who do you want? Uh, Kenny Galladay? Well, no. <laughs> Robert Woods? I would do that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And ju- th- let's just do it then. Let's All right, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I I'm love gonna, that. I'm going to set up a trade right now. All right. Love How that. How do you set up a trade? Just let, let's just trust that it's going to happen, that these are two men's of their word. All right, and then do I have one more pers- pick for mine? Uh, yeah, just a sleeper. Who do you like down the, down the pipe? Uh, I got a quarterback late. Uh, goes by the name Tom Brady. He's playing in Tampa Bay. I think, uh, I think I people know. are sleeping on him down there. I don't know there. anything about him. And I, I was just happy to get him. You know, good, I was just happy. I was just, I was just. It just feels good to have him on my team again. Hank, I think me and you are the biggest fucking homers. Actually, uh, Gillo, Gillian Wallow are big ass <laughs> homers yeah. too. They have four I think, Eagles. I have four I Eagles. Say, I took Carson Wentz last year. You took Tom Brady last year. We both ran it back this year. I have Carson Wentz again. You have Tom Brady. We're just huge fucking homers. Like, uh, but that also is like the fun of playing fantasy football. Yeah, I want to double dip. I want to root for the guys I'm already rooting for. I don't want to have to root against. My team. I, I want to like. I want double points. Like when Stephen Che is talking about Hollywood Brown and uh, Lamar Jackson linking up. But um, my uh, my best pick, I think, was Nick Chubb in the second round. I think Nick Chubb is a first round worthy running back. Shocking fall. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was thinking about taking him at like uh, in the seven eight area, and I probably would have if Derrick Henry wasn't available. But Smitty took Clyde Edwards Elair right before him, which I think is a good call if. Since the PPR type of thing, he was obviously a little bit more focused on that. My worst pick, I mean, I don't love the Todd Gurley pick. Um, I fell into the trap of wanting three running backs. I wanted three top 15 running backs badly. But I think that I could have diversified and gotten a, a top receiver before before there, maybe before that or right in that third round pick. My top receiver right now is Devontae Parker. Like you said, he's banged up. Um, sleeper pick. Miko Hartman, I think, yeah. could wind up having a, a huge year. Uh, I don't even think Sammy Watkins got drafted in our draft, which is— Is a, he set on playing this year? Yeah. I, is he Is he not? I, I know it was up in the air for him. Uh, Arya, check, can you check that out? If, if, if no, he did Watkins? go undrafted, and I think Miko—I mean, you still have to worry about Tyreek, who will get hurt. He right. does. Miko's um, young. He's Mecole's fast. Young, but there's still Kelsey. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but— Mahomes can support it, so I like that pick too. Yeah, I think that that's a, a long, a long odds. But I think that if he just winds up getting, he's like what twenty three, twenty four years old. He's young as fuck. He's fast as fuck. 
it's going to just be it's going to be real freaking sweet. So that's that's where are right, you have that? Yeah, so it says uh, Sammy Watkins' groin was not listed on the team's injury report ahead of week one, and he's looking good for uh, to play this Thursday. Um, but, as we all know, groin injuries are probably the most annoying injuries to have. Does that mean that he hurt his penis? When uh, a baseball player gets hit in their dick with a pitch, they'll be like, oh, they hit him in the groin area. Does this mean that he has, like, a, a pulled penis? He could have pulled his penis. Yeah, I think that, I mean, well, most among us pull our penises, but uh, he he might have pulled his penis to his own detriment, or someone might have pulled his penis. Who's to say? For him. In any case, it shouldn't be keeping him out. He should uh, he should have a fully intact groin after this fact. Um, speaking of penises, mm-hmm. let's get to our next segment. Um, trade proposals in, by the way. Trade proposals in? Let me sleep on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh Speaking of penises, um, this this week, obviously, it was news all over the world that Odell Beckham... Oh, I thought you were queuing me up. Oh, yeah. Speaking of penises. Speaking of penises, it's very possible that uh, you might have had Zeke Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man and your penis. Because their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light on it. Game changer. Everyone know chicks love LED lights. They just released their Shears 2.0. Wait, there's an LED LED light on the... On it. So you could could shave your pubes in a cave. Or a haunted house. Yes. (laughs) They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. the only way to kit, ward off the spirits by shaving is, your pubes. Which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. I like how they have the 2.0, 3.0s. There's a nice amount of upgrading. Uh, no, one likes their gro- no one likes an ungroomed set of feet, fingers, and most importantly, balls. That's why they have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Comes with a new and improved Lawnmower Performance Boxer Briefs and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining, and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Are you a coal miner? If because you yeah, can just climb down into bald, a... Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti—actually, I think it's going to get there. Uh, take that back. The Crop Preserver is an anti-shaving ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking in your leg or smelling like eggs. No one likes smelly balls. And the Crop Reviver eggs. is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe, with hazel extracts that will give your testicles a boost. For a limited time, subscribers, unioneers, get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-shaving Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with code HANK20 at manscaped.com. That's HANK20 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code HANK20. Take care of your balls. Speaking of nut sacks that smell like grade A uh, cage-free eggs, mm-hmm. um, Odell Beckham's in the news again for allegedly shitting on someone's chest. I don't believe a word of it. I don't believe it. But uh, that's not going to stop us from participating in it because they were on the show No Jumper or like a offshoot podcast of No Jumper where these uh, face-injected um, – 
If I if I call them sluts, I'm not shaming them. They're no. just like kind of self self proclaimed self proclaimed sluts, uh, kind of talking about um, about the men that they've fucked, the NFL players that they've fucked, and the nasty nasty things that they've done with them. And it came to the they, it came out that Odell Beckham had, uh, had 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 liked to poop on girls. He enjoys pooping on women. Um, and whether that's true or not, it's definitely newsworthy. These women have also broken that. I think Trey Songs likes to pee on people, and that the Suns like to run trains on people. So that begs the question: Which football player is going to be implicated next on a No Jumper podcast, and what will be their uh, sexual deviation of choice? So I think that that's a perfect thing for us to just rip through in this room and snake draft. Um, how should we pick the order of this snake draft? Uh, let's go worst to best draft grade okay. from yesterday. All right, so it looks like uh, – wait, did we both get Cs? You guys tied. So, fuck, how are we going to settle that, Nick? That doesn't really matter to me. Rocks, paper, scissors, one time. Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. I'll be. Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Got, all right, Roan wins <laughs> with a rock over scissors after two ties with uh, scissors. And so what does that leave me? So I'm second pick? Your second pick. Okay. This will snake. Okay, this will snake. Um, so what is your uh, – Nick, you had the first overall pick. Who is the next football player that is going to be implicated for doing some dirty shit? And what will they have been doing? I think it's going to be – he's a big-time name. He's coming off an MVP. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. Really? It's going to come out that he has partalism. That is when you are attracted to one body part on a body. What will he like? He'll like the woman's spine. <laughs> and I can read the headlines now. Lumbar Baxson. <laughs> <laughs> so I am taking that with my first pick. Damn. Do you think that a fuck it? You have to copyright that now. Throw a trademark on it before the New York Post hears Lombard <laughs> Baxman and fucking jumps all over that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah he, he, he's got to go crazy for those back shots. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that means that he fucks the spine or he just nuts on the spine? He could nut, down, nut on the spine and almost use the indent as a gutter. <laughs> and uh, or you know those two divots on the back of a woman's spine, I believe they're called the dimples of Venus. Ah, the, I could see him putting his thumbs there. That's it. He's playing it like a video game. <laughs> yeah, just mashing the buttons, just <laughs> getting up in <laughs> Venus's dimples. Oh wow, gross! All right, I guess I'll, I'm up next. Um, this next guy, it's uh, if you're going to be implicated in in doing some dirty shit, you have to be a dirty player. Mm -hmm. And I think that who's dirtier than our boy Ndamukong Su? There's not a lot of people who are dirtier than him. He's an absolutely foul guy. I think he's been known to stomp people before. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was a fetishist for dipping his foot fully inside of a woman on her posterior side. So putting his foot in a girl's asshole. That's my guess. And Damakung Su will be outed for toe-dipping in buttholes. It's a matter of time. It's a time bomb. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's the first pick. You know that this guy's dirty. You know that he has to be in some weird shit to just get off, and that has to be it. Hank? Uh, my first pick, I can't believe he made it this far. Uh, he was in the news last year for uh, nefarious activities. Mm. It's going to be Sam Darnold. Really? Quarterback oh. of the New York Jets. The hot-mouther himself. The it's kissing gonna, disease It's going to come out, yeah, it's going to come out that he not doesn't like to eat ass, but he just likes to suck ass. <laughs> Like he, uh, he just ass. likes to suck, suck ass. You know how, like, when you suck on a cup and there's a ring around your mouth? <laughs> That's just him, but with two butt cheeks fucking two welded butt. onto yeah, his like face. The girl's going to be like, you know, I thought he was going to eat my ass, and he just, just sucked, tried to suck everything out of there's there. There's no tongue. 
No, and it's, it's and he never touches hole. It's his yeah. lips around it. Oh, just lips around the full the full butthole. And does, he, does he try to suck? He out tries a to fart? suck oxygen out of the girl's mouth, basically, like all the way up through her. He and, vacuum seals oh. her. Yes. He yes. just vacuum seals the girl and just she's sucks a, she's the a air human out of straw. It. It's probably good. It's probably like good to like get all the excess air out of you by doing that. Mm-hmm. That probably can get a girl looking real skinny. I could see that being like a uh, like a upper echelon. Um, like cosmetic procedure, you get your your air sucked out of your ass by by the jet star. I mean, we've all we've all stood in front of the pool filter. <laughs> Whom among us hasn't stuck our dick in a jacuzzi filter? <laughs> um, Hank, you have back to back. I do have back to back. I guess I didn't even realize this. I was as I was doing it. Uh, it's going to be another quarterback. Oh, uh, wow. This time, quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, Phil Rivers. Okay. Everyone knows. Everyone thinks he's a family man, has a bunch of kids. Uh-huh. Uh, the story on the No Jumper podcast is going to come out that he is a big orgy guy and tries, you know, proposition a girl and wants like fifteen girls together. Really? Yeah. He's just one of those. He just needs. He just needs multiples. He can't have one or two. He needs like ten plus of anything. Yeah. Nine people in the minivan isn't enough. Like, right. He needs this kid to have sixteen stepmoms. Right. And he already has like it, right. If he pulls up with the van, like he already, he knows he has the space for it. Right. So. Exactly. His house is probably a sprawling estate. Like he could probably have an orgy and no one would be any the wiser because he needs so much room for all these freaking kids. Next up, uh, I have. Uh, uh, Kyle Van Noy is uh, going to have some sweet Mormon girl confessing to a premarital derfing from him that uh, Kyle Van Noy has been derfing these pre-Mormon girls. And derfing is? Uh, derfing is a, is a Mormon practice. Um, it's similar to soaking. You just stole my pick. Are you serious? I was going to go with the soaker next, but don't worry. That's why I have backups. Uh, well, uh, it's not exactly – it's similar to, to soaking. So it's a derfing is actually just a dry humping while making out uh, between uh. normal Mormons. So it's not the actual insertion. It's more of a, a – it's the PG version of, uh, of soaking. So it's – you still have – soaking is still on the board. A derfing is more of just um, – it's a, a lower exploitation of Mormon traditions. Okay. No, I, I could see that. Happening now. The news may break later in the pod. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Van Noy knew what uh, soaking was when we talked. When you guys talked to him about it on part of my take, um, it's obviously a practice of all the Mormons. They're going to use whatever they can, be it the poop hole, loophole, uh, soaking, docking, or even derfing in this case. Even derfing. Wow. Yeah. Nick, who do you have? Second round. We're snaking back. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, a little math, a little mental math Stay for Hank. Checks out. Oh. It checks out. No, no, thing. I'm happy you kept us to task. Keenan Allen is a furry. <laughs> I think he likes to dress up in uh, anthropomorphic animal suits, yeah. expensive fursuits. I think he has a fursona. Um, <laughs> I don't know what animal he would be. But Keenan Allen— I think it's some kind of chipmunk or uh, woodland, woodland creature. He just has the—, the Round cheeks of a woodland, a woodland facial cheeks. He do, he has the facial cheeks. Yes. Um. So Keenan Allen will be exposed as a furry. As a furry, huh? And is that just? Is there a sexual gratification to, to the th- furry? They, they fuck in the fur suits. And is there? Makes you feel it, one with nature. I think. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Is it? I, I wonder how it works. Do you like take it off halfway, or is there like a zip? Is there like a? I think that would ruin the illusion. I think these suits. I think there's special suits that come with the appropriate compartments to unzip. But I don't. It may just be a a fake dick. Oh, into a fake. So there's they're making full mascot suits with uh, synthetic private parts. 
My friend told me they were, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea. Fair enough. Uh, Nick, I think you also get the snake back around for your third-round pick. Who do you like? This is a dark horse, and this may be a reach. But I'm going Kirk Cousins. Okay. Invites girls over, promising one thing. They get there, and he tries to have them baptized. <laughs> the, a master bait-and-switch. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Baptist. A run-of-the-mill. It's, it's a common fetish, baptizing. But not even with, like, in a dirty way. Like, he's not, uh, like, uh, glazing, blazing and glazing these women. No, no, no. This is with holy water. <laughs> Just the, the genuine he, article. He is dunking them, and he is soaking in another term. But they are coming out of this born again. Really? And that gets him off. Holy shit. And is it like uh, I've seen videos of college players getting baptized. Is it like when you just kind of do it at a training facility and you just dunk into like the whirlpool tank? I, I think his think would be like a, a bit more elegant. So he's spending a lot of a lot of his uh, Vikings money on this. Almost all of it. What did he get? 87 guaranteed or something like that over he got three a, years? He got a lot. Yeah. It's enough to buy a lot of baptism for a lot of people. Um, my third round pick uh, is that it will come out that notorious philanderer Golden Tate has been having consensual, monogamous, missionary sex with his wife. That, that one's hard to believe. Yeah, I know it's a reach. I know it's a little bit of a stretch because Golden Tate fucks everybody and everything. But I think that's him just being a little bit extra and over the top because really he's just been having the most regular sex of all time. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And if that news broke, I think it would be more shocking than the Odell news that did come out. It would be disappointing. It would be uh, people would be writing headlines about it. People would be crying in the streets, making jokes, making memes. They would be doing all they could to just light him the fuck up for it. Didn't he get in a fight with Percy Harvin like right before the Super Bowl because he was? Yep. Yeah, it would be shocking if this guy was just being monogamous the entire time. Hank, who do you have for your final pick? I believe I have two more picks. If I. Uh, I'm correct with my snaking. No, no, no. We're just taking three. <laughs> just three, three oh, round snake. Oh, wow. Jam. All right. Uh, but you can have the first first no, man sorry. out. I'll go with uh, – I was going to do with a, a real one, but I'll go with uh, Rob Gronkowski. Also surprising me to this far. Uh, on the No Jumper podcast, it will come out that him and his brothers are into daggering. Daggering? So not even like the girls show up thinking they're going to you know have sex, but it's really just the – Jamaican dance move of just <laughs> daggering, which is just violently humping girls while they're twerking. It's my understanding oh, of what daggering. Yeah. Is. I confuse ja daggering with jousting. No, no here I'll, I'll pull up a video for you. Here, Joust jousting's when you aim for your boy's belly button. This video, I clicked the video. It said this video may be inappropriate for some users. Of the daggering video. Whoa! <laughs> and so it's really just like, uh, it's almost like violent humping. Like, dudes like will go off the top rope, like fucking Watsky trying to crowd surf at a concert or something like that. They'll go off, like, the beams to try and drop onto an ass and just, like, land it spin and spin hump. Spin hump? It's essentially, they're spin humping. Look, this guy's not even on his feet. I'm looking at this man just seriously lay pipe and... With his pants on, though. With his pants, I. So I think that's. What, I think the girls like. I, it wouldn't surprise me if the, you know these girls are like. I, we all thought we were going to the Gronx for some crazy sex, but they just wanted to dagger us. They're really just listening to some popcorn and putting on some dance hall shit and daggering the night away. Wow, unbelievable! But I think that we uh, uh, glazed over jousting. No, we didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I, miss, I, was, I was pulling up the video. You aim for the belly button? You, <laughs> you aim for your boy's belly button? Not like in a – you don't come. It's just like you get hard and you run at him. <laughs> uh, uh, and jump? I mean, long as no, Have you ever wins. seen a joust before? But long you as stay mounted. Wins, right? 
No, it's 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 a game of accuracy. Oh yeah, like I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to. Well, you're just gonna have to get really close. It has to be similar heighted, homies. Yeah, right. And uh, similar. Still, I don't even think I would make it. Uh, What if what if their noses are? What if you have protrudent noses? Well, joust, you don't run straight at each other. It's an, it's an, if you can stay. <laughs> You've got to hold it off to the, to the side. Yeah. It's a thing. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do, the, we're going to have to just do this uh, among <laughs> that's ourselves. That's how we'll decide the draft order next year. <laughs> uh, Boys are just jousting. Smitty will take a Viagra. He'll use a prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> no one said you can't use prosthetics. <laughs> it's not a prosthetic. <laughs> Smitty, your dick is plastic. <laughs> We can see the plastic ridges on your penis, Smitty. <laughs> we can see the line of the the mold. Uh, um, uh, wow, I think that that I think that there's a, a, a really decent chance that the no jumper uh, folks are going to use some of these on their podcast. And if they don't, these girls should at least be mining the Fantasy Football Factory pod and and just using these stories for this themselves. Because I mean, they're not going to come up with with much better shit than jousting. Um, we have some questions from uh, the, the the union members, and uh, we're going to bang those out right now. Arya, do you have any of those lined up that we can get through? Some advice about what to do week one, uh, how to handle uh, the first week of the season. Before we do that, though, Nick, I think, has a word. You do? Which word? Let me tell you the, the word. That you have? Five letters. What are those five letters? DMDBC. DMDBC. Let's unscramble those to spell CBDMD. Ah, wow. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo of topical products that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. Uh, The CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD, CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. Uh, and to make it easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else, CBDMD has to offer. They're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code, code FANTASY at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code FANTASY for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Beautifully done. Beautiful minefield that you stepped around. And uh, the product is great, too. That's what I love the most about it. Slap a little topical lotion on your elbow. Bam, you're feeling better. What's your favorite ingredient? Um, the CBD. It's My, a CBD. Mine, too. Yeah, I like the CBD best. Aria, what questions do you have for us to answer? Hopefully, we can help out our factory, union the factory ears. floor workers, the union ears. Can I just uh, give you guys three honorable mentions for the last draft? Please. That, real quick. It all, oh, I'll, I'll just please, run. Aria. I should have fucking hopped No, no, no. no. It, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I just want to run through them. I think Richie Incognito would be great. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like you would have uh, just slurs shouted at him, and he would just get off on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, Zeke with, uh, I just you know, he's got that afro, and he's just, you know, freaky, freaky Zeke. Likes to dress like belly shirts, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, he he would be really. Cereal. Yeah, yeah. I Things just, of that nature. Exactly. He's just a freak. And then uh, the Pouncy Brothers. I just feel like they're really into, uh, have you heard about uh, Molly McButter? Well, no, it's Molly McButter, Aria. Uh, that will be armpit fucking. Oh. So I think them two together. Wow. An armpit on each side. Exactly. So, so I just do you say, to... like, you, do you want to get Molly McButtered, or yes. do you want to do Molly McButter? 
you want to get Molly McButter. Holy for sure. shit. Now yeah. that sounds sweet. You'd have to have a supple supple armpit to to allow for two twins of that of that wide of that width. They're both pretty wide guys, I'd say. You don't want to go into a dry pit either. No. No. <laughs> no, you want to you don't want you want like a a liquid uh, antiperspirant deodorant combination. You don't want like a dry chalky one. You know, you want you want a you want a roll on. A roll on for yeah. sure. It's got it. It has to be a roll on. Nice, Ari. Those are strong. Those are, I like those are those. very strong. I like those a lot. And now we all have Molly McButter to know for the rest of our life. Exactly. Fantastic. You guys are welcome. Um, so let's uh, let's check out some of these questions for you guys. Uh, I'll start off with some easy ones. Um, uh, from Clay Thompson, uh, Gronk or Tyler Higby to start? Wow. I like Tyler Higby. I, I do too. I think that OJ Howard is going to have a lot of – a lot of targets, a lot more targets than Gronk maybe, or at least more than people expect him to have. And I think Tyler Higby is going to be more of a focal point of that offense. I also got some – this is uh, completely uh, DM. This is a random DM. But the guy in uh, Twitch chat last night we were doing a fantasy draft, he was convincing me that Gronk is not going to play a lot in the beginning of the year, sent me some DMs. Uh, the thing only has 14 favorites. But in August 22, basically when Gronk signed – uh, no, it, says, it was just a Bruce Arians quote, but he's like, too bad he won't be playing much to start the year. I believe it. I'm, I'm going with uh, – that's a factual yeah. factual statement from knowledgeable sources. Right. And Higby. that's – from here on out, I will be saying Gronk. Don't expect him to play much in the beginning of the year. I don't think Gronk needs the snaps to get the points, though. If he's just in at the red zone, which they'll get a lot of looks there, uh, he can make the most of them. That's true. There's a lot of mouths to feed. So who are you going with there, Nick? I'm going Higby still. Same. Okay. Uh, it's safer uh, – you're spending about the same amount of draft capital for it. Go Higby. Cool. All right. We have a trade question, and this is from Drew. Uh, I've got Leonard Fournette and have been offered a trade straight up for Le'Veon Bell. Would you make that trade? Do it right now. I definitely would. I don't I don't even know if Le'Veon Bell will be a Jet by the end of the year. I could see him ending up on, like, the Rams or the Chargers. That would be interesting. It would see. be. Um, but Fournette, I don't even know if he's the starter. I know Ronald Jones is going to be getting a lot of carries for them. They drafted a, a running back pretty early this year. They reiterated Keyshawn again Paul. today that it's his job to lose. Who's? So, uh, 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 Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but there was, like, last year Leonard Fournette was good. Like, he, he had uh, a, a lot of catches. He had, uh, like, 1,100 yards. I don't uh, think he's bad. Yeah, he's not bad at all, but it's just uh, a crowded backfield. It is. Who else do we got over there, Are you? Uh, this is specifically for Nick. It's a, it says, Nick, uh, from NFL Commenter 10. Nick, I'm in a 32-team long snappers only league. Yeah. Please help me. Should I draft Carolina's J.J. Jansen or Tanner Perdum from the Jets? Thanks in advance. A lot of people would say Jansen. I've, every blog I've read, every, every expert says Jansen, Jansen, Jansen. Right. Don't do it. No long snapper has repeated two, two top ten performances in a row. Right. That's just the nature of the game. They cycle through. you got to take the new kid coming in. I forgot his name. No, for sure. But uh, it's, it's, uh, your comment still stands, and it's really important. And uh, if John Dorenbos was still around, I would say that maybe pick him because he's, he's – uh, He has a few a, tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, he's a, a magical guy. But uh, I think of the guys who are currently playing, I think that that was sound advice. The guy whose name you can't remember – Definitely the person to That's, go with. You don't want to know your long snapper's name. Oh, no, because if you know his name, then he's freaking doing He's doing his job he's wrong. He's doing his job wrong. Nailed it. Uh, Hammer240, 
is asking start or sit Terry McLaurin or Hollywood Brown. I think that it depends on if it's PPR. I think Hollywood Brown had fewer catches last year, um, but he is a, kind of a, a bigger play threat than Terry McLaurin. Like I said earlier, I think Terry McLaurin is going to get all of the targets. That's true. Um, I think there's it's hard to ask without any other context. Who's your wide receiver one? What's your matchup looking like? Do you need a huge performance? Do you need consistency? I think Hollywood Brown has those he could have two catches and have two touchdowns for 100 yards. I have a problem with the name Scary Terry. Yeah, why? Scary doesn't rhyme with Terry. Scary Terry? That's not. Those are different sounds. Terry, Terry. I, I mean, think that rhymes as, as perfectly. A, as a hip-hop musician, I feel like we could find some evidence of you uh, maybe rhyming words that might not Give sound. me something that rhymes with scary. Harry. And Harry doesn't rhyme with Terry? Harry, Terry? I don't say... I, Terry, you say T A I R Y, and what what's so scary about every Terry? Every Terry is scary. One of the least scary names. It's a super. It's a soft name. It's like a secretary's name. No offense to secretaries, but I'm just saying, like it's kind of that type of name. I agree. Okay. Um, what else do we have, Arya? Uh, this one is for Nick as well, but uh, you might have to channel your father. Uh, a team, Fred Frederico. Question for Nick's dad. Where does he rank Jimmy Garoppolo in his overall rankings? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy G is, uh, I think he's number two on my dad's list. Um, Behind who? Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, who's number one? My dad loves Reggie Bush this year. Um, you know, I, I think uh, they have more points for, like, stronger jaws. Is your dad a big, like, commentator fan? No, my dad it's is a studio just... studio analyst? I think enthusiast. my dad just respects the art. I think he wants to look like a genius if Reggie Bush comes out of retirement and just be like, told ya... Right. Um, but, yeah, he has, like, a bunch of posters of Reggie around his, his place. Um, so <laughs> He's but, just really into Reggie Bush. But yeah, yeah. and then Jimmy G, I don't know if <sighs> – he's not a Niners fan. He does live in San Francisco. Right. Uh, huh. He's there a lot uh, with, like, my, my uncle. Um, but, yeah. I, Your uncle by blood? No, it's just, like, everybody has those in their family where it's, like, you're so close with – Right. Yeah, yeah, so it's my Thai uncle Axel. Oh, okay. Actual. Okay. Huh. Um, well, that sound. That sound. I, I'm surprised. Other guys I thought your dad might be into, uh, like I said, Teddy Bridgewater. It's just something in his genes. Nah, he likes Cam. He likes uh, Amendola. He likes Odell. Yeah. What about CMC? I mean, I feel like CMC is like a guy that you could really just hang your head on. I guess it's chalky, though. Yeah, it's 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 kind of chalky, and he's not going to fall to my dad. Yeah. That's, yeah, he probably won't fall for your, to your dad. Right. Um and is that it, Arya? That's that's most of the questions we have. Yeah, I mean, we can we can keep going if we want, but let's rattle let's rattle through the last couple. Let's rattle okay. through, yeah, a couple more. Uh, this we'll, is a speed round, speed round. Okay, starter sit Hayden Hurst or Noah Fant. Oof, sit them both. S- sit Noah Fant. Uh, sit Noah Fant. Start Hayden Hurst. I'm a, I I say start Fant. Let's Hayden, just muddy it up. Hayden Fuck Hurst them. in that in the Atlanta Falcons offense in that Hooper role. I don't like the name Hayden. I think that Hayden Christensen, Hayden Panettiere, I don't think that those – I don't think any of them would would last in Atlanta. Uh, <clears throat> for flex position, uh, Mark Ingram or Chris Thompson? Mark Ingram, pretty pretty easily. 100%. Pretty easily. Especially a, early on. As a Redskins fan, um, Chris Thompson – and he's not there anymore, but, um, yeah, Mark Ingram, 100%. Chris, Thompson? Chris Thompson's made a glass. He's, he's not even starting on that team. It's James Robinson. James Robinson starting a running back for them? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. He could get a lot of the – I mean, depends on if it's PPR. He could get a lot of the, the catches. But I think – They'll be behind a lot, for sure. Early on, Mark Ingram is going to get a lot of the yeoman's work. I think there will be a passing of the torch midseason over to J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. But right now, no, it's his job. I I don't know if I use yeoman's right there. Yeoman's? Yeoman's work? I also yeoman's. never know how to use the word myriad – there's a myriad oh, of ways you could use that word. Bunch, yeah. um, so, but I've also I've heard people say it's myriad ways or a myriad of ways. Oh, and that's the that's my that's my hanging up. Yeomans and myriad. You did yeomans right. You did my Roman. little peccadillos. Yeomans. I hit yeomans. You, you nailed it. Bullseye. Fuck yes. We got some uh, flex questions here. Uh, Let's do two more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gallup or Boyd for a half PPR flex spot. I like. Uh, I think Gallup's going to be a fucking beast this year. I freaking like Gallup. I think that, I think the Cowboys are going to put up some some crazy numbers. They're they're going to be they're going to be good again. They are, but they have CD Lamb, they have Amari, they have Zeke. Yeah, they have Dak running it. And I think Lyle Collins just went on the injured reserve. They have Ooh. a new center this year. I think that there is going to be a little bit of turnover at offensive line. They have two great offensive linemen, three you don't know offensive linemen. So uh, I'm going to go Boyd, Gallup, Gallup. I like Gallup as well. Last one, Aria. Last one. Make it. F- Freaking good, dude. Get a juicy one. Get a real juicy one, man. Even if you have to scroll a little bit, take your time. I, I, got, I got one right you here. Got, okay. I don't All know. Right. We'll see what you guys think. This is a $100 buy-in league, and uh, he's asking, what's the highest amount of money you'll pay as a bribe to get your guy in a trade? $100 buy-in. Let's assume it's a 12-man league. Winner take all. I think it depends on the season, the point of the season. Like, if, Like, you shouldn't be... Worrying about money this early in the season. If it's later on in the season, and the person you're trading with and is clearly out of contention, and you're trying to you know do some things under the table, you think a couple a twenty here is going to get you the guy, and you might get value from that. But before week like seven, I don't think you should be you. You should be able to work the waiver wire. You should be able to make things How much happen money for yourself. But, but the longer you wait, the higher chances. I would of being go up to like forty dollars uh, later in the season. Forty dollars later in the season, Nick. Anything over that, it's like you're you're basically risking half your buy-in for one player. Like that's that's no, I, forty dollars like, is probably too much. But if if you really think that's the key to your uh, championship season, I would do that. I like the logic there. I'd go forty dollars too. It's right below half of your buy-in. I think that uh, I think that is zero dollars is the answer. The football gods will. There's no chance that they will reward a move like that. You're not about to fucking pay forty bucks and then suddenly win your league outright. Dance with whoever fucking brought you and just do it on your own without any bribing. It's just not going to work. There's no chance that bribing someone or throwing money around is going to get you that pick at the end of the day. Um, we have one more snake draft that we we need to bang out just because we need to give the people the snake drafts. This is what the people came for. This is our fantasies. This is their fantasies. So finally, let's just do one more snake draft. Um, we're going to snake draft the reasons that you would tell your mom or the reasons not to go to school, the reasons that you used to not go to school when you were a youth. No one likes to uh, or everyone likes to reminisce a little bit. We'll look back on the, the sweet old days uh, and so let's do a quick snake draft, just three rounds of the reasons that you used to tell your mom that you weren't going to go to school. Should I go first across the I table? I think I should go first because I went last last time. All right, let's go yeah, first. Like let's, turn the, let's flip the whole thing on his freaking head. Uh, this is an old hockey trick for you, you, know, you young guys. Maybe you're in elementary school listening to this podcast. Uh, this one used to work for me all the time up until it didn't. Uh, just stay or sick. 
but you know sometimes you need to prove it uh to your mom you're sick especially when you're uh, notorious like hating school and, and always trying to stay home like myself mm-hmm. so what i would do i would just chew up my breakfast say i'm done with my breakfast not show my mom or speak anything run in the other room and just i wouldn't puke it back up i wouldn't swallow it so i would take those last few bites keep them in my mouth like a chipmunk <laughs> go upstairs and then bleh, oh my god mom i puked i can't go to school Holy shit. And uh, your mom wouldn't just be like, isn't that just like, uh, there's no stomach matter in that throw up? Well, that I you think have. I, I pulled, see no bile. I think I pulled <laughs> that trick too many times. Uh, and I think the first few times she might have taken my word for it or, or been like, oh, uh, you know. It's the third time this week. Yeah, like that's, I think, I actually remember specifically it was Apple Jacks, and she was like, that's just Apple Jacks. Like, that's, that's just, just your uh-huh. Apple Jacks. Uh-huh. And am I good now, Mom? <laughs> Dude, I used to eat peas with uh, applesauce because I couldn't stomach chewing the peas. And one time I really did have to throw up, and I threw up all, in, all, all over the place, and the peas just came up like as full peas. And I got in fucking, not only had I just thrown up, but I got in terrible trouble with my dad for not having chewed up my peas. He was just fucking furious. It was insult to injury, even though I actually was sick. Um, As a parent, it's my biggest nightmare if my boy isn't chewing up his peas. Right. Like, I mean, he's not doing his job if I'm not chewing my peas. Think of all the nutrients that I'm not getting because of the mastication that's unlocked or that the nutrients that are unlocked when you chew up some good-ass fucking peas. Your body was working overtime digesting those husks. (laughs) Exactly. And they were real peas, the fucking frozen peas, not some snow peas, not snap peas, nothing like that. Come on. Come on. Uh, Nick, are you going next or am I? I am. You. Uh, this one is also an old hockey trick. Um, reasons not to go to school. You tell your mom that you have early onset Parkinson's. Fuck, you, you just took fucking, mine. Uh, sneak that by and you just say, you just kind of give a little bit of a shake to your mom. You're like, uh, mom, I think I'm coming down with a little bit of Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't believe you. And then you throw on Back to the Future. And you're like, that's what Michael J. Fox used to look like before he... Uh, had to go to school for all those days. Maybe you can let me have off for a day to see if this thing subsides. That's all. If you're still young enough, where you have like a handwriting, a cursive class, yeah, you could blame a bad grade in your cursive class on your early onset Parkinson's it's, as well. It's almost the uh, the perfect get out of jail free card for for anything that's going on in your life. Tell your mom you have early onset Parkinson's. Bam, you're living. Nick, who do you have in the first round? I would go up to my mom, slight limp, gingerly sitting. When I approach her, I sit. I sit down. Ah. Mom, I think I have a hemorrhoid. Now the ball's in her court. Is she going to send her poor boy to school with a hemorrhoid? If she says I can tough through it, you know what I have in my back pocket. You know what I've holstered. What do you have, Mom? You know who was killed by a hemorrhoid? Attila the Hun. He was bled out. Attila the Hun. Do you the- think I'm? T- do you think me, an eight-year-old boy, is tougher than Attila the Hun? The Hun. <laughs> or she has to look in my butthole. It's a lose-lose for her. Hemorrhoid wins every time. Yeah. Uh, unless your mom is just like a curious proctologist who just can't get enough of uh, the human butthole. For mm-hmm. the most part, they're not going to be checking up to make sure that uh, you have a hemorrhoid. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much genius. Yeah. Uh, but are you, ever, are you ever at risk of being the boy who cried roid? <laughs> you know, you don't want that rep. You would have to switch schools, and there's not many in the – northern panhandle of west virginia to bounce around to yeah it's dangerous so word travels fast it's dangerous this boy can't keep his ass in his ass <laughs> his ass is hanging out of his ass <laughs> he's got three pink socks on uh, <laughs> nick you also have the fourth pick as well as the third i sure do and uh let's go with pink eye 
because the person you have to convince not to go to school is your parents. Uh-huh. And pink eye means that you have some sort of poop particle in your eyeball or yeah. some sort of feces. Conjunctivitis. And your, your mom doesn't want you going to school with a pink-ass eye. And the first thing that will come to mind is that poor boy lives in a disgusting home. How do you get – how do you prove it to your mom that you have pink eye, though? I just got to keep it shut or you got to do it to yourself. Or, I mean, it makes your eye really crusty. Like, I think a line of Elmer's on your eyelash would do the trick. It would do the trick. It crusts up the same? It crusts the same. Are you doubting I that, like, No, I just think giving yourself pink eye might be harder than, uh, like, how do you even do it? Shit, fart on a pillow. Fart on a pillow. Slam the pillow into you your eye. you never given your boy pink eye? No, but, like, I mean, not theoretically, but, like, what if theoretically, like, in the past, like, you've smelled your own farts? Like, that's never given someone theoretically pink eye. Depends on how close to the butt. Poop particle has to touch eyeball juice, and that's and then oh. boom, pink eye comes. Yeah, all right. and Thought so was, all right. And really, if you actually want to do that to yourself, like pink eye is not a huge deal. Yeah, it just lasts a couple days. Yeah, you get a few days off of school. It's kind of nice. It is, and for some people, like to peel the Elmer's glue off. So yeah. maybe you get to do that sensation with your eye. It could be nice. It yeah. could be cathartic for some people. I agree. Who are we to judge? Um, my second one is uh, you tell your mom. That it's the first day of rugby practice, and you haven't done the off-season conditioning program. It's a, a time, tried, and true way to do that. And that actually happened to me at school. There was a, they, they, they had a rugby team our junior year, and everybody was going to – all the, the noners, the non-athletes, the people who weren't good at sports were going to have a chance to get back into the game and try out for rugby. And I was like, I, I, I'll, I'd love to play rugby. I'd probably be great at rugby. First day there was conditioning. They, did, they had bench pressing, 40-yard dashes. I wasn't going to that shit. No. I knew I was going to be fucking terrible at it. And the only thing, like, worse than that, I mean, there, there, there's nothing worse than it. It would have been the most embarrassing experience that I could have had to put myself in front of all those, uh, everybody else who's probably more athletic than I am. So I just had to avoid the situation entirely and just not go that day. Hank, right. what do you got? Uh, this, is, this is really more of a bad advice one, but uh, I, did, I did try and do this to my teacher in second grade. Uh, I was sitting in class, severe ADHD, thinking of how can I get out of this class and go home and watch some cartoons or some Jerry Springer and maybe see a titty or two. Yeah. Uh, so I came up with the bright idea to bite myself, and then I went to the nurse and said I got bit. Shut the fuck up. But then it turned into a whole ordeal. I got brought into the you know principal's office, like, who bit you, who bit you, who bit you, because and what you were know, you saying the That would have been a big deal if another student was biting another student, uh-huh. and I eventually had to fess up and be like, I just wanted to go home. <laughs> I bit myself. I bit, yeah. my, I bit me. Where was the bite mark? I think on my arm or my leg, maybe. Really? Yeah. Just like the per- – I mean, that's like a forensics expert's dream. Like, they could just line your arm up to your to your mouth and just prove that the bite mark's lined up. Uh, were you like – I there just a- wasn't expecting follow-ups. I thought it was like an instant, you know, an instant out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, this boy's been bitten. Send yeah. him home immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tend to this young man. So don't, don't, uh, don't try and you know. Did you draw blood? No, but I did. You know, I I went deep. It was like purple. Like it was, it was close to purple. That's truly psychopathic. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I really. I mean, I really, I really, really, really hated school. 
Uh, One time in kindergarten, I, I ate a piece of paper, and uh, I, I told my teacher that I had eaten paper and that I, I needed to see the nurse. Uh, and I, it was like the smallest piece of paper. And it was kindergarten. I remember them the, – or the first grade, rather, and the nurse just came up to me. She's like, okay, are you the paper eater? And it was just oh, fucking, no. It was – it was embarrassing. That's just a, a memory that like bubbles up into my my mind sometimes, and my ears get hot, and I get embarrassed for no reason. But uh, I guess that's the kind of stuff we're we're ironing out here. So, Hank, who's your last pick? My last pick is uh, convincing your mom that you have a huge test that day that you're not ready for, and if you fail it, you'll be ineligible for sports. So it's like uh, if you you know if you're not there, right. you can make it up, and you can maybe make it up after the term is over. Or whatever, so it's like you're basically pushing off the inevitable. So you're the opposite and you're just of hoping me, that your mom is gonna like take your, you know, care about your future and potentially playing sports. Yeah, she's gonna have your back one time and be like, "All right, you're gonna stay home, but you're gonna, you know, you're gonna stay home, but you're gonna study for that test." You're lying to get into playing more sports. I'm lying to get out of having to play. Yes, sports. yes I'm with you, Ron. Yes, that's how. That's a, just a stark divide. Uh, there's just two types of people in. Um, yeah, no, sports are pretty much the only reason I ever got any grades above like a C. Like that was staying eligible for sports was like the only, the only reason I was doing anything school wise. The only thing that ever mattered. Okay, my final one is um, you tell your parent that you have been gifted an undisclosed sum of money from a man named Mister McIntosh, so you will not be participating in schooling anymore. Is that the exact plot of blank check? I guess it is. I guess that okay. is. Okay. Yeah, I guess no. it is. I guess my parents just hadn't seen blank check at the time, mm-hmm. but I was just convincing them that I had all this money and that I was going to be buying and building my own house, having a massive soiree with some undercover hot lady cops, and they'd all be coming over, and, and we'd be making a huge meal of it while this guy, Mr. McIntosh, tries to get all of his money back. And the the lady cop would eventually... Maybe fall in love with you, an underage boy? Maybe. Maybe we After could, you went down your water slide from your room together? We could split the difference on the amount of years she'd have to wait to eventually stoop my underage ass. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's your final pick so we can close this thing off right? Oldest trick in the book, anthrax scare. Oh, yep, yes. You fill up Thank an you. envelope, any substance, unmarked, unmarked envelope preferably, right. crumple it, dirty it up. Mom, I'll get the mail. Oh, thank you, Nikki. I go out and grab it. Mom, what's this? I open it. <coughs> yes. Oh, my God. I think that's anthrax. Yes. Somebody targeted my little boy. Suddenly, your house is getting fumigated. You can't go to school for the next month. Sorry. They throw a tent over your... your uh, and it was powdered sugar the entire time. We've all done it. You were just choking on a little bit of powdered sugar akin to the type that you have on a French toast or a pancake. Much. Much like it. Unbelievable. Maybe but- even a little talc. <laughs> just for flavor uh so kids out there if you are trying to figure out a way to get out of school i mean i'm pretty sure that we've just set the absolute blueprint you have the entire semester year whatever's laid out in front of you a million ways that you can get out of school um and i think that that draws us to the end of the the show today so for nick for hank for aria this is roan uh signing off from the fantasy football factory